0: Look, all I wanna do is make the city proud, yeah Wishing all the OGs could see me, nah, nah, yeah And when you feel something you can't see But you know it's meant to be You gon' realize that this is bigger than me, yeah Hi guys! Oh my gosh, I am so 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 I can't even say that many souls. I'm so 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 excited to be back with you again for yet another week. Thank Jesus, we made it to another week and yet through another month. This is the month of May, and I just want to say I am just praying that you guys have a beautiful month of May. That May just brings you new beginnings new blessings that you just find more about yourself you discover more about the world around you and yeah that everything is just beautiful the flowers just start blooming up in all areas of your life from the rain that you've experienced in previous seasons that you finally start seeing things flourish for you today and for this month of may well let me introduce myself my name is marilyn chanel and i am your hostess and i want to welcome you to another episode of mad mondays and mad mondays is powered by mad scientists aka minorities who are astonishingly driven scientists probably should have said that in the reverse but you know yeah there we go but minorities who are astonishingly driven scientists is a nonprofit organization that aims to serve underrepresented minorities in STEM and let them know that they are graced to dominate STEM. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and get into this episode. And as you can see by the title, the episode for today is Slay, Slay Your Giants. Slay, Slay, Slay Your Giants. And like I said, I'm so excited to talk about this today of Slaying Your Giants because i probably say this every single episode but i feel like i'm talking to myself and i'm like i'm just letting you guys in on it <laughs> but i will say oh first let me just give a little disclaimer i have beads in my hair so if you hear some little clinking 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 that is probably what it is i'm gonna do my best to not move my head as much but like i said i'm excited so who knows what can go on but yeah so we're gonna be talking about slaying your giants I'm gonna really, really, really just. I'm going to be talking about this today, and if you don't, if you guys don't know, probably I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, but Mad Scientists, minorities who are astonishingly driven scientists, is a nonprofit organization that is faith-based. We teach people that by the grace of Jesus Christ, that we are able to dominate the areas and infiltrate the spaces in STEM, right? And so, because we're faith-based our podcast is faith-based and so we have some episodes that may be biblically based and we have some that may be a little practical but today we're going to be a little biblically based and i wanted to tell you guys for me hearing that may maybe years ago hearing that may have turned me away a little or maybe have got me like uh you're gonna try and mix stem in the bible okay how but i want to tell you sometimes you have to make your books come alive. And just with this, I have learned throughout the years that the Bible is a book. And it is a book that is living, right? And when I say living, it, it just, each time you read it, you get a new revelation of yourself, the people in it, and just the miracles that have happened. That's exactly what I've gotten. And from there, and you can learn to put yourself in the person's shoes, of whoever, whatever, or the, the person that you're reading through the Bible, you can literally get excited. And that's that's exactly why I'm excited today, because I've really, really, really put myself in the shoes of someone who has slayed giants in this beautiful, beautiful text. And I know a lot of you already may know about this story. You don't even have to go to church. You really don't even have to know much about the Bible, much about Jesus to really hear about Dun dun dun, the person who slayed Goliath, and that is. You guessed it, David. Yes, so we're going to be talking about David today and David who slayed the giant Goliath today. So, I know for a lot of us, we may feel that this call in our lives to dominate STEM could be a little hard. You know, for me, I know. Ooh pushing through undergrad has to be a little, little, little challenging, right? And so sometimes I feel like I am slaying a giant. Every time I do a test, every time I do a presentation, every time I have to study for something, every time I write a paper, I feel like I'm slaying giants. And even throughout this time, even applying to college, and for some of you, you may be applying to grad school, you may be applying to med school, you may be going studying for your GRE, studying for the MCAT, or just going throughout life in general. And you may feel like things before you feel like giants. And one thing, anything that is intimidating, anything that feels bigger than you is something I just I identify as a giant. Um, but giants are very, very big creatures. They're very great. They have very great size or force. For a lot of us, things presentable before us can feel very great. And it can feel like so force, so forceful to the point where we feel like we can't even conquer it. But that's why we're going to talk about today, slaying your giants. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into just a little story of David, right? I'm not going to, I really don't want to focus too much on David slaying Goliath, but I want to focus specifically on who David was. Why was David chosen and the preparation that David had to go through in order to slay Goliath? You know what I'm saying? Like slaying that giant for Goliath, like slaying that giant for David was nothing new. And that's what I want to talk about. That's really what I want to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Yeah, I'm going to be starting there first in 1 Samuel chapter 16. But before we get into 1 Samuel chapter 16, in the previous chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 15, we were talking about, it talks about a king named Saul. And King Saul was a king of Israel and he was a king that the Lord rejected because King Saul had kind of not been doing the best he had kind of been going against things God had told him to do. And so the Lord rejected him and regretted making King Saul a king. And he said, God said, I regret even making <laughs> King Saul a king because he had not been, because King Saul had not been adhering to God's commandments. And so God sent out a prophet named Samuel, who was also a judge and prophet of Israel to go and look for another king so go and anoint another king god told to samuel right and i know i'm speeding not speeding through this but um just trying to give just a little bit of context just a little bit of nuggets but yeah i really encourage you to go and look for look on this for yourself i don't want this to be like a five hour long podcast but i want you to really get the gist of the message but just give me a little background king saul was a king that was rejected by God and so God was looking out for another king so God sent a prophet Samuel who was both a judge and prophet to go out and look for another king and so what Samuel did was he went to a man and the man's name was Jesse right and so Jesse was a Bethlehemite did I say that right Bethlehemite who right so Jesse was a Bethlehemite right and so God told him go to Jesse the Bethlehemite and anoint one of his sons as king. And I want to talk about this process, right? So Jesse has a lot of sons, a whole lot of sons. So Samuel goes to Jesse, you know, goes in the house, knocks on the door, probably, you know, knocks on the door and say, hey, what's up? How you doing? I came to come here. God told me to come here. And boom, I have to anoint one of your one of your sons as king, right? And, and now we're in 1 Samuel 16. So David goes to... I'm just so excited. I'm already talking about David. So Samuel goes to Jesse and he looks at Jesse's son. So he goes to the first son. And he says, surely, 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 surely. When he looks at the first son, he's like, surely the Lord has anointed, anointed this man to be king, right? This is surely the Lord's anointing is before him. And after he said that in first Samuel 16, Verse seven, the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on his sight of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so Samuel's just like, okay, all right. So Samuel goes to the second son, says the same thing. Okay, surely God's analysis upon him. Guys, like, nah, not him. Uh, uh, uh-uh. uh, rejected him. Goes to, So he goes and son to son to son to son and i'm pretty sure and like when i was saying in the beginning you kind of got to put yourself in the person's shoes imagine if you were in samuel's shoes and you're going to pick a king and you're like well dang which son is it i done went through four or five sons which son is it gonna be so samuel went through son after son after son he finally went through seven sons and after all of them god said nope not him nope not him Mm-mm. nope not him didn't call him reject him No, no no god has said no to all of them and then after getting to the last son he asks the dad which is jesse and he's like well just give me the short version do you have any more sons and jesse's like yeah i do got a younger son he works out in the field with the sheep jesse's like okay jesse's like okay yeah i got a younger son he works out in the field with the sheep and sam was like all right well go get him and so when he comes in You guessed it, Yep, that's David right there. David walks in, Samuel's like, this is the one. That is exactly the one that God said would be anointed as king. So when God told Samuel that that would be the one that, he would, the David would be, the youngest son would be the one that's anointed as king. He took David, he anointed him in front of all of his brothers and David was anointed king that day. No, he didn't become king immediately. But he was anointed king he still went back and he still tended to the sheep but what I want to say is when I thought about this right or when I was reading this this was so good to me right because he was the last picked are you hearing me he was the last picked and for some of you I just wanna tell you, you are the perfect candidate. You are the perfect candidate. David was the last pick. For a lot of us, we're called to high places. I started this podcast because I wanted people like you who are listening, who feel like you are the last picked. You may feel like you may be the first in your family that's ever gonna graduate. You may feel like no one believes in you. Sometimes you don't even believe in you. You may not come from a wealthy background a wealthy family you may come from a broken family or no family at all your parents may have died your parents may have left you you come from a small city you may come from a rough background you may not people may not even expect it to be you and you may not even expect it to be you that's exactly why i wanted to come here and tell you you are the perfect candidate imagine after going from sun to sun To son to son and feeling that after all those people got picked well all those people were rejected i was the last one to get picked but that's exactly the person that god needed he wanted that one right and he said i'm not looking at the outward appearance of any of those other seven sons i want him yes the one who's outside taking care of dirty stink sheep i want him and for a lot of you After all of the things that I just said, after all of the things that I just named, if you feel like you have all these things against you, you're the perfect candidate. You may have started school late. You're the perfect candidate. You may have failed. You're the perfect candidate. You didn't pass the MCAT. You're the perfect candidate. You may have had a baby in college, in high school. You feel like a failure. You're the perfect candidate. Whatever you feel like is stacked against you, and people may not even expect it to be you. You may not have been expected to be you but you are the perfect candidate candidate now I'm going to talk about David right and we're going to speed up a little bit and we're going to go to David and Goliath and talk about David and him getting ready to slay Goliath right and when I talk, when David came in he had came in from taking care of sheep so David was used to tending sheep, protecting them, feeding them, caring for them, right? And I want you to stay stay on this, right? Keep this in your head because we're going to come back to David and how him taking care of sheep really, really, really mattered. And I'm going to relate this to where you are now. So just stay with me. So we're going to talk about David and Goliath, right? So Goliath was very 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 tall man goliath was used to fighting right he was used to war he, he had been preparing for this in fighting and fighting in war since he was a child right and so goliath was six cubits in a span and six cubits is about 18 inches and a span is about nine inches so goliath is about a little over it. and i was looking this up what is this like trying to do the math right so he's uh whoo Please don't judge me. So he's a little bit over eight feet, right? So he's very, very tall. I was looking for the height of David. Couldn't find it in the Bible. But what we can know is is that we probably, or we can guess and come to the conclusion that David is not that tall, right? He wasn't even the first. He wasn't even in, just being honest, he wasn't even in the picks to be somebody who was king in the beginning. So I'm pretty sure David probably may have been a little small may not have been as tall as his other brothers and so you guessed it he's not even as tall as Goliath right he is someone who doesn't have as much as David and isn't as big as David physically and so David is on Israel's side so David is on Israel's side right and Goliath is on the Philistine side and so they are about to have a battle, right? And so, all the men of Israel, on David's side, they're about to have this battle. When they saw Goliath, they fled from him. They seen how big he was. They seen how powerful he was. They knew that he had been fighting this thing since he was younger, and they fled. And a lot of them were afraid. But oh no 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 no! Not our man David. In First Samuel 17, verse 33, Saul. Remember the king that we said that God rejected? He, he's still king at this time. David is not king yet. He was anointed as king, but he is not king yet. Okay? But stay with me. So Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistines to fight with him, but you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. So he's saying that David is so small, he's a, ch- a child, and... Goliath is used to fighting, and David isn't. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you about the savage David, right? So David, in verse thirty-four, verse thirty-four says to Saul, and uh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just put this in how I read it. You know, like I said, I you gotta read this as if you're in their shoes, right? This is how I read. It. <laughs> so David says to Saul, "This is how I picture David responding to Saul." A, I used to keep sheep for my father, right? And when there came a lion or a bear And took a lamb from the flock I went after him and struck him And delivered it out of his mouth And if he arose against me I caught him by his head And struck him and killed him So I struck down both lions and bears And this uncircumcised Philistine Shall be like one of them For he is the father of the armies of the living God And so what David is saying Is that he's used to this What is a big old man like Goliath to him when he's used to saving sheep from the mouths of lions and bears? David's used to this. And when I thought about this... uh, All right, I'll come back to that. But yeah, this is just so good. And we all know how the story ends, right? So they're they're set to fight. Saul... Like, okay, well, I'm gonna give you some armor. Saul tried to give David a helmet, some some body armor, but David was like, uh, I have not practiced in this, and so David took all the armor off, said he wasn't gonna use it, and so he just took five smooth stones and took the sling in his pocket that he had. And on the other side, we got Goliath who is armed up, ready to fight got all these, got all this fancy war fighting equipment while David only has stones and a slingshot. And boom, David slings his stone, kills Goliath, and boom, he defeats Goliath. But what I want to talk about, right, is that David, this was not David's first rodeo. Although he had never fought, an actual human in war like this before David prepared he slayed giants before he even slayed the giant of Goliath and like I said in the beginning to put a pin in David taking care of the sheep he slayed the giants of lions and bears when he was in the fields saving sheep from being attacked killed by lions and bears and he said he would deliver them from their mouths he would deliver the sheep from the mouths of them right so he was used to doing this so David once he finally got against that big giant of Goliath it was nothing to him he had the confidence he was assured that this was nothing to him because I'm used to this and when I heard this word I could really, really, really relate this to who we are today, who I am today, and that I have a desire to be someone who infiltrates the field of STEM. And I'm a chemistry major, so I'm going to be somewhere in science, somewhere helping people, somewhere impacting people's lives, but I'm not... Of course, I'm impacting people's lives now, but it'll be even greater once I get into my career field, right? What I related this to was you have to slay your giants now because you slaying your giants now will prepare you to slay the giants later. Everything you're going through right now is training ground for what is to come. So little David, pretty sure he never even knew that he would be somebody who would be fighting against a giant like Goliath. But he was in the field. He was in the trenches, right? (laughs) He was in the field slaying them. And that's what prepared him for that moment. When eyes were not on him, David was fighting Saving and preparing for a moment such as that to to fight off, to kill Goliath. He was confident because he had everything he slayed in the field. Everything he slayed in the field prepared him for that moment. Not only that, and not only that, but the Lord was on his side. And I want to let you know that it's time to slay your giants now. It's time to slay your giants now. For people who are listening, you are called to high places. You're called to dominate the field of STEM. And I say this every single week. We are graced to dominate STEM. And by God's grace, he's on your side. If he's called you to this place, he's going to grace you to do it. But it's time to slay these giants now slay the giants in private slay the giants when not a lot of eyes are on you because when it finally comes a time to slay those bigger ones those ones when eyes are on you it'll feel like slight work like a piece of cake because you're like i'm used to this and so for me i thought about what are my giants right now Things that feel big to me right now, and may feel like some hurdles to me right now, are... Oh my gosh, I'm on it right now. This podcast, yes. This podcast was a giant to me, and sometimes it could still be, but this is one giant I have have to slay. And honestly, I have to slay it every single week, because who knows what next year, what five years from now, what 10 years from now, it could bring. So I'm preparing now, right? But for a lot of us, slaying our giants could be just writing that paper. I'm telling you, sometimes those papers could be hard. Those research papers, those eight to 10 to 15 to 20 page papers can feel like giants to you, but slay that giant studying for that test material that you feel like you just, uh, it's just so hard to grasp. Slay that giant doing that presentation, applying for the grad school, applying for college, Applying for med school, taking the GRE, starting that tech company, whatever it may be, slay those giants because it's going to come a time where everything that you're doing now and the giants that you slay now will prepare you for where you are going later. And I want to speak on another thing: is that it's okay. It's okay. And we have to let go of the notion of I can't or I'm not good enough. All of the the odds were stacked against David. He wasn't as tall. He didn't have all of the equipment. He only had stones and a slingshot compared to someone who had all of his armor and all of the weapons. He wasn't the first picked in line. He had all of the odds stacked against him. Yet he still was able to slay a giant is big that was bigger than him and it's bigger than you and it will probably a lot of things will always be bigger than you but that's why we have the grace of God to get us through that and to help us win those wars but in this stage you're in training ground and you're preparing and so that's why I wanted to tell you guys it's time to slay the giants now and don't get so hung up on the equipment you don't have you think you started late you're feeling bad you think oh my gosh I failed whatever you may feel like the odds are stacked against you believe me you can still win and you're still able to slay your giants so all I gotta say is I don't want to repeat it again you're the perfect candidate you are the perfect perfect candidate Slay your giants now. nobody may be looking. a lot of people may not be watching but believe me later on they will be. So right now is training ga- training ground for you to prepare. So slay your giants and remember we are graced to dominate stem. We know that we are called to the area of stem and I want to repeat it every single time I come on here and that is remember that you are graced to dominate stem slay your giants because the giants you slay now will prepare you for the giants you have to slay later (sighs) this has been another episode of mad mondays i am marilyn chanel and i want you guys to follow us on instagram at mad Scientists sc on instagram and also follow your girl marilyn chanel at marilyn chanel on instagram as well let us know what are the giants that you have to slay in this season and what are the giants that you feel like you're going to have to slay whenever you get into your next season or whatever field that you're called to so i want to know what are the giants that you have to slay and how are you working to slay them so boom so just know you're the perfect candidate slay your giants now because they are going to prepare you for the giants you have to slay later i just want to say thank you thank you thank you so much for listening i am just i feel like every time i get on here i'm just a new person or a new version of me but I'm just so grateful to be able to come on here and to speak to you and to just have God speak to me and speak through me and speak to you and allow you to be able to feel like you can actually win in this, that you can actually dominate in this field. But just remember, you are grace to dominate STEM. I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about all my listeners, really. But. Have a great week, and I will see you all next week. Love you. And when you feel something you can't see, but you know it's meant to be, you are gonna realize that this is bigger than me, yeah. Bigger than me. I pray that you get it even if I can't get it with you. I pray to God you never let the little things in life distract you from the bigger picture.